Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Leslie Gilchrist. Leslie Gilchrist is an ice skating instructor that helps people and coaches them to become the best that they can be in ice skating. We talk about motivation, mindset, energy, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? Nice to uh, have you on the podcast. It's awesome to finally be here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um, it's good to, you know, touch base and reconnect properly again. I um, I thought, like, we could talk about, to begin with, like, because um, you do, like, ice skating. You have, like, a pastor doing, like, ice skating. And I saw your video, actually, recently. It's pretty amazing. And you, you said something like you haven't done it in a while, but you still, like, made it look like you've done it all your life. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It hasn't been all my life, but it's been... Let's see, I took 15 years off of skating. So I, I started skating when I was older anyway. Um, I did dance as a young kid. I did tap dance. I was a nerd. And wow. then got into skating when I was like 12 years old. I hated it. I actually hated it initially. And my mom loved it. And she bribed me to going and going with her. And uh, I went once. And I was like, hey, yeah. that sucked. Let's never do that again. And uh, <laughs> she goes, no, no, no. We, we got to go. Just go with me one more time. And my parents were broke at the time. And so I said, all right, mom, you give me a skating skirt and white skates and I'll go. And I was like, they're not buying anything. So I'm, I'm scot-free out of this one. I think I was 11 years old at the time. And uh, my dad worked at a sporting goods store and somebody just happened to return a pair of skates that they had to throw out my size that were white. And my mom took one of my skirts and just like chopped it off and hemmed it up. And she was like, look, skating skirt and skates. And I was like, oh, oh really (laughs) fine I'll go and I ended up falling in love with it and so I did that from 
I started competing when I was 12 years old. So I was an old lady in skating already. Did that through high school and then um, not much in college because it's expensive and I was a broke college student. So mm. took 15 years off, got back into it a little bit. But the video you're talking about, I, I used to spin, like I loved spinning. And so uh, I thought I'd go out and try again, but it's different now. Like I get so dizzy, but it, yeah, it was fun. So hopefully I'll be able to get into it some more and, and find that happiness, find my happy place on the ice again. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because I, I saw the video and it's like you spun around like really fast, like ran around. And <laughs> it, made, it made me kind of feel funny like watching it because I, I imagine myself doing that. And um, I suppose you probably do get used to it. I suppose you just kind of have a point to focus on when you spin around. So everybody actually deals with it differently. And that's kind of the cool thing about, about human nature is everyone, you know, we could all be doing the same spin, but we're all going to deal with it differently. So like there's a kid that I teach and he rolls his eyes back in his head when he spins and it kind of freaks me out, <laughs> but it works for him. Other yeah. people close their eyes. Some people look down. I let my eyes blur because I have, I have bad eyes anyway, so I can let them blur and everything kind of just goes away. Mm. Um, but it's, it's definitely weird. And since having kids, it's changed so much too. So I can do mm. certain spins, but if like I do what's called a layback spin and I tilt my head back when I spin, I get nauseous like that. Like, <laughs> like I'm that old lady on the ice. I'm like, oh, oh, oh wow. we're done with those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, with the spinning and stuff, you do get used to it. The human body is incredible like that. It really is. Yeah, it's, I suppose you adapt and you just adjust to like certain situations, don't you? And uh, it's like kind of like probably muscle memory in some way. You just kind of get back into that routine of it. I, I remember yeah. when I first did ice skating years ago and the place where I did it, they gave you these crappy ice skates and they were like, they're like made of plastic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and I remember, yeah, like really cheap ones. And I remember that, like you're, you're skating around and I remember when I finished, I, like, I was covered in blisters. <sighs> and um, you see other kids, you know, like flying around in these expensive ice skates, like flying around backwards and stuff. And it's, yep. uh, it's a lot of discipline. It is a lot of discipline. I was actually talking to one of my students, uh, God, this week, I think it was. And they were working on something and they're like, I was just doing this and it was fine. I, you know, I could do it just fine the other day. And I said, stop, time out. The coolest thing about ice skating is you'll never be perfect. It is mm. impossible to be like the best and perfect because you may have the most points in a program, but somebody else over here can do something else better. I said, and mm. in skating, you're going to be able to do something amazing one day. And for the next three months, you're not going to be able to do it because it is such a finite sport right? You're putting all this power and all this momentum and everything onto this tiny piece of, of ice and you're going, okay, well, I have to coordinate my entire body literally head to toe just right to make this work. And so it's just nothing but repetition and hard work and discipline and discipline and discipline. And it's going to suck some days and you're going to go, well, I guess we're still going to do it anyway because I have a goal, right? Mm. Keep working. Mm. But, so here, okay, here's your Here's your secret to skating. Next time you go mm. skating, which you should go, just don't get the yeah. crappy plastic skates. Um, <laughs> you have to think of your body in two halves, okay? So you'll be the guy flying around the ice in no time with this. So think about it from the waist up. You're like a, a dancer, a ballerina, right? You have to carry yourself really tall, right? Your head has to stay very tall. You don't want your nose in the air. But from the waist down, you have to think of yourself like hip hop dancer. You have to stay really low. 
So yeah, yeah. if you look from the side, you'll have a line that goes from your shoulder to your hip, to your heel, straight down. As long as you keep that line, you'll stay on your feet and have great balance. Hmm. And then you'll fly. Yeah. See, no, now sounds, you know the secret. I know. I'll have to try it next time and um, count how many times I'm trying not to fall over and stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Trying not to fall does not count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. tries not to fall. It's the falling <laughs> part. You get to count those ones. Only yeah. if you're not being goofy. Goofy yes. falls are different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose it's kind of like, it's that process, isn't it? I think, you, you know, I think that's what's important with a lot of things in life is like that process, isn't it? Because you're, you're, you're kind of going in there kind of a bit like Bambi. I suppose. And then over time, it's that process of practice and getting better, which probably, you know, probably increase, probably good for people's, you know, self-esteem and how people feel, you know, if you think, you know, for exercise and, you know, doing activities like that. It is. And um, it's cool because it's something that you can apply to so many areas in your life. So absolutely in sports and, and skating, things like that, you need to apply that. But it's no different than like with job interviews, right? If you only do like mm. one job interview every couple of years, it's probably going to be rusty. It's probably yeah. not going to be there. It's not that natural feel, but if you're looking for a job and you constantly are having these job interviews, you get that comfort, you get your happy place in there. It's no different with anything. It's, it's dealing with crappy drivers on the road, right? You get used to yeah. being able to just go, I'm just going to chill out. <laughs> They're not worth my energy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. scream in my head. Right. But the more you practice that and you keep that discipline, the easier it gets. And yeah, it's just a matter of, is it physical or mental or both and mm. throw it all together. But yeah, I think, I think Bambi's a, f a fabulous um, example on that one through yeah. life. We're all, we're all Bambi's initially. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think like, it's, it's probably, it's probably a place of growth, isn't it? I think if you can kind of go through that stage and you know, kind of be vulnerable, isn't it? But, you know, be vulnerable, go out your comfort zone, go into those situations or scenarios where you feel like you know, you're skidding on ice. And then you look, you look back to it, you know, over time and you're not skidding on ice anymore. Yeah, absolutely. It was funny. I was talking to um, Mark Straczewski, who is on LinkedIn. He's awesome hmm. if you don't. I think you do. I think you do. you follow him at all? Mark What's he's a he's a produ productivity coach. What, what's his name? How do you pronounce it? Ah, uh, oh, you're gonna ask for a spelling. Let me see if my, I can my, find my, it my, really quick. Am I? Because I, I, I want to say it's kind of like it looks like a Polish. It looks Polish, um, but I could be wrong. Sorry if it's not Polish, Mark. Chichewski. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But anyway. Oh, is it McClatch? 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 It looks like that. Yeah, let me see. Is he, is he wearing a suit? No, I don't know. It's S-T-R-U-C-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Okay. No, Just I, a I'm headshot. Not, but, yeah, but I, I, can't, I can connect afterwards. Okay. Yeah, so he would be an awesome one to connect with. But I had talked to him once and, and he was saying, hey, you should start keeping like a gratitude journal. Just every day, just write a couple things down or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. And he said, when you look back, You'll go, I feel like I've gone nowhere. I feel like it's out of control. And he goes, and you'll go back and go, oh my gosh, 
I had no idea how far I've actually come because mm. right. Our, our view of our life is this big because we see every detail of every day and we get caught up in that. And we don't see all of this progress we've made in the last six weeks, eight weeks to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I think a lot of times having good friends or really yeah. good family helps. So you can go like, just like with fitness, right? Cause so you're really mm. into fitness too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, right, you do your fitness journey and it's amazing. And sometimes you're doing the work and you're just, you're not seeing what you want to see. And then you can go back to a picture from like three months ago and be like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've made great progress. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, I think like you said, we, 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 we can get caught up in that. I don't know, like we like instant gratification and we can kind of just probably not say be bored but we get caught up in just doing 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 and then we kind of think to ourselves you know we kind of don't think about the past or we don't always reflect sometimes but until you like you reflect like you said yeah. you can kind of see how far you've come um you know whether that's fitness or whether that's you know doing like certain content um on you know the internet you can kind of see how you how far you've grown and stuff and I think it's important to do that, isn't it? It's important to do that. It's important to do a gratitude list as well. Absolutely. Especially with all the kind of extra craziness that seems to be going on lately. It's yeah. so easy to get caught up in the negative. And that's how human brains are, are made, right? We, we pay mm. attention to the negative. Like it, it, it creates this huge space in our brain because it's a survival mechanism to pay attention to those kind of things. But that means we have a tendency to neglect the positive, but those positives are so important for our, just our daily health and our happiness and our productivity and everything in mm. between. So yeah, if we just take that minute to, to literally, I do it in my calendar because um, that paper's always right there in front of me with all my to-dos for the day. And I just, you know, a couple things, hey, this day, this is what happened. I'm grateful for this. And some days I'm just like, I'm grateful that I'm writing here and I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm grateful yeah. the day is done and yeah. that's okay that is okay because it still takes you out of that negative moment. And I don't know how it is over there, but like our media over here is all about negativity. Mm. Everything's about negativity. And so people who get sucked into that, it's, it's intense. It's really intense. So yeah, taking that time to, to be mindful about your positive moments, mm. a huge difference every day. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think that's, that's really important what you said. And I think like, you know, the, it's, it's being aware of, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling, isn't it? It can be difficult because there's so much going on around, there's so much kind of going on, you know, in our heads, et cetera. Um, but I think that with the news, especially, you know, like being careful what kind of news you look at. Um, the thing is that, that we have like, you know, the wide kind of spread news, like the BBC, you know, is mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones, you know, oh, it's yeah. even in the States, I think. Yeah, it uh, is. BBC, uh, we have Sky News, uh, you know, there's many others, but we have like also local news as well, like local area news. And sometimes I watch it and it annoys me because I'm like, is that even news? There was like, yeah, there was one where they, they pulled down a bridge. There was like a, a crossover bridge that you walked over yeah. from one part of the road to the next. And, and it was taken down. And there was like a massive article on it. And I'm like, is that even news? They're just taking <laughs> a walk, just taking off a walkway bridge from the road. Like, and they made 15 minutes on the news. And I'm like, there's, there's surely more important things happening out there. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good sign though. Maybe that's the sign that there's nothing else going on. 
Yeah. It's better well, than, hey, there was a double homicide at like, you know, McDonald's last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll totally take, they took the walking bridge down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was That's just like, this is, funny. I was like, this is really strange. It's really like a really British news. I draw everything for it. So all yeah. of the signs for the last year have all been done by myself. And in it, mm. I'm not going to lie, it was a scary, it was a scary point in time from working with what I would consider proper artists and, and people that do that for a living and using their artwork on my brand to, yeah. you know what, I'm going to stand by my own designs and my own creations and put that mm. out and put yourself out there and go, I hope you like it. Mm. Um, but again, a massive, massively big decision, but one that I was super happy with. It's changed the whole ethos of the clothing side of the brand and, mm. and the way that I developed that. But again, I'm, I'm happier with that. Yeah. The way it's working now. Yeah. No, I, I really like your designs. Like I've bought like a few, you know, a few of your items. I've got this jumper. This is like your logo one. And then I've got like the t one of your new t-shirts, I think with like the, um, it's like a Russian doll, like a skeleton yeah. hand. Yeah. I, I really like the clothing. I think that's kind of like, it kind of folds into your kind of your brand, doesn't it? And it's, it's unique because, you know, like you designed it, you created it. And, you're kind of not really going to get that on the shelf anywhere else unless no i mean i think that's that's as i mentioned the direction change that i took with click customs was we used to do larger collections and have that amount of stock and do seasonal stuff and i'm quite i like to move things forward relatively quickly and mm. i was starting to feel like because of the because of the monetary spend that we were doing on each collection they needed to run for a certain period of time and I'd need to reprint t-shirts or rerun stuff. And that to me wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more, a little bit more impact, a little bit more, those prints aren't rerun. We won't rerun certain things. We don't tend to just keep churning out the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's changed. The core value of the, of the company in terms of how we produce the clothing and what we use has always been a massively key point to me because if the product's rubbish, doesn't matter what you put on it, you won't rebuy from that company. If t-shirts box out, if you're using cheaper garments, if you're mm. using more cottons. <clears throat> so for me, it was always a, I wanted it to be a, a quality product, a, a, an affordable price range, which sat right within the market. Um, yeah. That hasn't changed. Just what has changed is the way I work with mm you know no longer any other artists at the moment that that, that contribute to the brand mm. uh, which is which has dropped the collections to a lot smaller uh, mm. t-shirts get released they get sold out they won't be redone we'll do new ones if you missed out on it that time you know need to jump on it a bit quicker and get in um and sometimes you feel like well that t-shirt or that design was 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 a really strong seller um we've paused Can you still hear me? Yeah, you were saying like people, before we kind of got connections, you said like people, you know, might not get those kind of designs of when they're released and then next Yeah, I mean, or... I think that's something that, that the temptation is, is if you've done really well with a certain design is that the pressure is, is oh, these, this many people didn't get hold of it. And now you, it's always the same. Once you've sold out of many, many sizes of something, then mm. people go, oh, I wanted that one. Well, 
it's not there anymore and we're moving on so it's it's that's the way i work with the clothing brand at the moment i've i've mm. sort of, same with the same with the overall ethos of the brand i've kind of restructured it brought it back into a into a, a to more of a structured smaller alignment of, of, of things yeah yeah no i think it's really good and i really like it i think that's kind of you know it's like unique and you know you're kind of like doing kind of your thing of what you think you know works and i think like in business that's kind of like what you have to kind of do isn't it you know be be your own person and kind of follow what you think is right um i think ultimately, which, which, if it works it works if it doesn't you can stand by the fact that you know you you put yourself into it as a small independent business i think once you get bigger that that then changes if other people become involved in the business and you you know you're talking bigger business but you've then got people their inputs get put involved that that i think ultimately can at times water down the overall ethos of it i'm a really small company that yeah yeah a low, a low amount of people but everybody with involved in that process i mean you've been into the shop you understand the vibe of it you've seen how it feels yeah. that's really important to me to 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 maintain the core reason why i started click mm. and ensure that that doesn't get changed doesn't matter what else yeah. changes the customer service the quality of our products is always mm. the key thing to me otherwise you've not really got much yeah no I, I agree and i think like you know I've, I've been to different barbers and um you know like guy coming to you this is why I'm, I'm still with you because it's like you know that's a good vibe like mm. you know the guy you know your sound people with their sound and you care you care about what, about what you're doing you know like I've been to some barbers and you go in and it's like, you know, and they don't really make much conversation and, and they just want you in and out and it's kind of rushed. And it's like, and I think like with yours, it's like, you know, it's, you know, you take interest in the people, you, you know, you care about what you're doing. You've got a you know, good product and it's a nice vibe. And I think that that's key in business and just having in life, you know, that, you know, but you care about the customers and, you know, and, and people aren't just, just focus on the money side of it. You know what I mean? Cause it, I did a hell of a lot of market research when I wanted to have, I broke down the businesses into each different aspect of what I wanted each one to do, fitting under the same umbrella of how it was going to feel. And with my barbershop, I didn't want it just to be a walk in, sit down, wait your turn, get in, get out, get gone and cheers. I wanted it to be much more of a, a, a kind of bespoke feel to that. And we were actually the first company to open up an appointment only barbershop in the city. And since yeah. then, obviously a lot of other people have kind of gone with that and followed yeah. that. Now with this current environment, with the pandemic, it's changed a lot of things. You're not allowed to have just a simple walk-in barbershop anymore. Many are, I will might add, and mm -hmm. be, but yeah. you know, the, the whole ethos of it's changed. But for me, it was always, a strong amount of time for your appointment to give the barber the right amount of time to create what they wanted to create to us it's always been way more than a haircut it's, mm. it's that's the end product that's what you walk away with but it's more than that it's the the friendships that you've made with the people that sit in your chair the reasons mm. why they sit in your chair yes it's ultimately for the haircut if the haircut's shit you ain't going to come back but that's never been our thing our things good high quality haircuts traditional barber there's no gimmicks there's no mm no add-ons there's no very fairy stuff which is just smoke screens it's mm. good honest barbering in an environment which makes people feel comfortable um 
and it's a cool it's a cool vibe it's a safe place it's a nice thing to to build your relationships with your customers those those are the people that that pay your bills and mm. the attention is on them not on the queue and so yeah. that's something that was key to me and anyone that's come into the business as a barber had to understand that and that's mm. the way we've always done it and that's the way i'll always do that um yeah ever change yeah no i think that's really good and i think as well like um it's different, you know, like, and, and, and from, it's a bit off topic, but, you know, from going to your, bar, you know, having my haircut at your place, I've got more into like, kind of like, kind of heavy metal music. Like I've been listening to like a lot of, I've been listening to like Bring Me The Horizon recently, and like subconsciously, it's probably because I've been like, you know, sitting in the bar with a Yeah, yeah. And, and listen to like new music. You make a valid point on that because the way in which everybody, when we first opened the shop, everybody thought that we were a franchise from probably because of the way that I sound, but from London, it was a franchise like you've come down and it was a little while for that communication to come through that, no, we're an independent store. That's where mm. we're from. I've lived in Cornwall for 11 years. It's yeah. not something that, you know, this isn't part of a bigger thing. I just presented to something that I don't think the area had particularly seen before. Mm. Not reinvented the wheel, don't get me wrong, but it's providing something that's different from anybody else. And yeah. You either, we get so many, I mean, you, you've just referenced the type of music that we play. It's, you know, it's an extension of me. It's pretty heavy music. It's, it undulates and it changes. And, but that's the, that's the vibe that, that I don't want to work in a shop that just plays lift music or doesn't have music or it's an extension yeah. of who and what we are. You might come into the shop and you might not be a metal fan. You might not be into heavy music, but the vibe within that shop doesn't deter that. It doesn't put you off. It, no adds to the experience of it because it's often quite different from what other people have been used to and the mm. vibe in there is so engaging everybody's such a nice character mm. that probably the misconception that we've battled with for, for for since we've been open is that you know conceivably that shop might be a little bit unapproachable etc but it's far from that you know mm. and I think mm. the the testament to that is the volume of custom that we've got that sit in the chairs that use the shop that that do the coffee and that's key to the experience you're not buying a haircut you're buying mm. an experience from customer service level to a different vibe and it does it infiltrates mm. the way I mean, it's not too grandiose to say but it in, infiltrates the way people listen to different music the way that they dress yeah. the things that they buy the products that yeah. they eat, the way they style their hair all of that and I think if we've done anything right, we've had a tiny little impact on, on different people's lifestyles to, to incorporate different aspects of it. And that's why when I said it's more than a haircut, I, I seriously believe that it is. It's, mm. it's offering a service that's, that, that just gives that a little bit more. Yeah. Different. No, I to yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's like, it, it opened my eyes to like, you know, like you said, new, new uh, hair brand, you know, like Uppercut. I never heard of Uppercut until I think mm -hmm. I went to your place. And then, I think I was using like crappy, what was I using before? Like Shockwaves or BO5 or, or some brand that wasn't too, you know, I didn't think it was too good. And, you know, it, it kind of says a lot about, you know, the quality, doesn't it? You know, like you kind of got high quality, you know, brand with high quality, you know, good quality um, hair products and things like that. And I think that's overall, you know, really important. I think it says a lot about... It's a massive you know, important thing because it's the thing that, uppercuts built by barbers for barbers so mm. they'd never put anything out that wasn't going to be working on the floor 
and as you work more with uppercut they ask you your feedback on formulas and how that hair product works and consistently they've just brought out a powder and a sea salt spray which wow. is phenomenal i mean the smell of the sea salt spray is brilliant we use it as a pre-styler or a finished styler and it it gives added options to the to the male grooming industry without taking it for me personally uppercut don't take the male grooming industry and try and move it away from that traditional feel of the barbershop and what it is for youth by a, by a guy yeah because it's still got those roots in it's a male grooming company so they're not yeah. trying to diversify overly to sell to the widest possible market that they can and i think the product is just is just a quality high high quality product yeah no that's it um like a, like a few questions i was just thinking um do right. you have any like role models whether that's like professionally or you know family or anyone you kind of like look up to look up to yeah i mean my biggest idol growing up was my brother yeah um unfortunately he he's not here anymore he died like 10 years yeah 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 mm. but growing up with him it's it's he was the person that you know Mm. I wanted to, to to emulate and be like mm. because of, of who he was as a person. So I think personally that mm. um, professionally, I think there's there's I get a lot of influence from like different tattoo artists, different ways yeah. that, that they work and how they put put things down. So I think that there's a lot of artists that I like um, singling yeah. anyone out. It's different, difficult. Uh, yeah. Within the barbering industry, there's 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 a good few people that that have massively influenced the way that I I do things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys from SB Barbering Academy and Vicky Smith and all yeah. those guys, they're they're hugely influential on on me as a as a barber. Yeah, yeah. As, as yeah, yeah. The way it is. So yeah, I do. I have a whole bunch, but I think it's it's really important to be inspired by people. Mm. And I think it's really lazy just to copy. So yeah. it's really important that you kind of emulate the different things that you want to take from each different aspect of things that influence or, or yeah. shape your viewpoints in life. And I think that's how do you make that your own? How do you put your own twist onto it? And how do you utilize what you've learned from people and bring it into your own? Because you are your own person and that's, so yeah, I have a I have a, a, a fair few, I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's really important on like what you said, like you know, being yourself and kind of being genuine and not copying other people because people will notice that. People will see that if you're not you just be trying to be I don't know like someone else or something else. You know, there's many life lessons to be learned uh, of, of different aspects, and everybody's been through their own thing, and 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 you know, you mm. kind of know what it's like for somebody if if you walked in their shoes as cliche as that sounds but that's mm. true so what's the point in spending whatever time that you've got on this earth to 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 be someone that you're not doesn't that to yeah. me never is a thing so you know you, you in order to please anybody else you're gonna have to please yourself and and be true to who you are what you believe mm. in and as long as you're you know, looking after people and not acting like a complete arsehole and, and, and making other people's lives, you've got to do what what makes you happy. And then if you're mm. the best thing that you can be, 
I think that then radiates out and hopefully gives the opportunity to to influence other people or to provide a service or whatever it might be. But I think that's really key. I don't think, I think there's too many people that live vicariously through other people, especially with social media and stuff like that. So influence is everywhere. But at the end of the day, you are who you are and that's what you've got to be. Otherwise, I don't know, you've not got much. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, no, I understand and I, I agree. And I think like that's that's kind of like, you know, being a person, isn't it? You know, trying to find out who you are and being yourself. And if, if you, I think if you're trying to be like someone else for, for whatever reason, it's not going to be as impactful compared to, you know, being yourself and do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, I, think, like, I think without, you know, putting aspersions onto other people's characters oh. or, stuff like that I think it's really it's very very easy to not potentially look at the things that you're not happy with 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 working life personal life etc etc and acting or dress or be styled or behave in a different way to kind of mask those things that in actuality if you're if you're happy with who you are and what you do and how you do it and the rest of it just comes from there so my attraction to people is if they're a a genuine human being that it could be completely different to me. They could be mm. completely different to me. It doesn't, you know, I've got no interest in just hanging out with the same people. Mm. Because you have your, your, your circle of friends and mine's very small. And I'm proud of that because those people that are in that circle, they're there for a reason. And those that aren't, aren't. And that's, that's a massively important thing for me personally as a, as a, a you know, just got to be you yeah no i i agree and i think that's that's something i've been thinking about a lot recently you know like that kind of like tribe of people that you have mm-hmm. and when i was at school like i you know i didn't really know where my tribe was and i think i felt very different and i was trying to like i think people please things like that and kind of around people that weren't really on the same vibe and i think it's important to kind of you know be with the people that you kind of resonate with I and mean, then everyone's different but if you can kind of find that kind of small kind of tribe of people that you can rely on and trust and kind of get that you know what you give out is, is what you get back kind of thing you know if they're, if they're doing the same as you personally i think that comes with probably a little bit of age a little bit of life experience a little bit of of meeting different people along the way being influenced by different people and mm. ultimately realizing that some people are there not for the right reasons they might mm. uh, you know get involved in different aspects of life that you don't want to and I think as a young person now growing up I think it's even harder because people are real heavily judgmental on a lot of stuff mm. and I think growing up as a kid you know the world that, that is very different place to when I when I was a small boy so yeah I think it's just important I think I think your friends and your family and around you and who's there is you can choose some you can't choose the others but yeah ultimately it's it's about being who you are and what what you're about rather than, than mm. just being completely blindsided by everything else that's going on in the world yeah no so true no, so true um as well like what just to like kind of round up like another question um what, what advice, if you could give any advice to people who, you know, want to start out in business or, you know, to kind of pursue something that they, you know, want to do, like what advice would you give, like, if you could like say anything? Yeah, I mean, 
everything, unfortunately, relates back to numbers. It relates back to the core foundation. You, as I said earlier, I think you, you can have a dream, you can have an idea, you can have an ethos behind what you want to create and you could think it's the best thing in the world. But unless you can get the structure of how you're going to do that and how much it's going to cost you and the, the finances, the boring stuff, the grind of the boring stuff of business is actually the backbone of it all. And no one gets it right all the time, 100%, because that's business. And I think you go through good periods of time, you go through bad periods of time, and you learn lessons along the way. But my advice, I actually went up to a college course and, and worked with the guys at Truro College on, on that point exactly. They were trying to bring a, a product to market and the question got asked. And it's a boring answer. I can't give a, a, a more interesting <laughs> answer. It's the facts, the figures, the numbers, and everything in line to ensure you've probably got so my my advice would be write a business plan understand the business plan but understand more that that business plan is going to change be fluid no one's going to hold you to the fact that that business change plan changed over x amount of years or months or whatever mm. but get your facts and figures right get 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 your finances get the structure behind the business correct mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, unfortunately, that's what runs everything. Yeah. That'd be my biggest piece of advice. And enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy the process of it. Because otherwise, I don't know how it would work if you were in a business that you just didn't like. Because running a business or being an independent means that when you shut the door of your shop or your factory or whatever it is, doesn't stop. You know, you go home and it's always there. It's always on your mind. So if you're not engaged in what you're doing, you could be the best businessman in the world, but mm. you've got, you might be motivated by the money it makes you. If you're not interested mm. in the product, you might be motivated by that, but you've still got to have mm. a passion behind something to do with it, I would say, because I don't think many people start off an independent business on something that they don't like. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's great advice and I agree with what you're saying. And I think like if, you, if you've got that passion for it, it's that kind of driving force that propels you, you know, and I think there's got to be that kind of reason behind it. And I think if people just, just focus, you know, just focus on the money side of it, then, I, I, you know, they're probably not going to enjoy it as much compared to the person who's got that passion behind it and that happiness behind it. I think it's finding a balance. I, I personally, yeah. I'm personally not, not, not motivated by money in terms yeah how much you've got or what you can do with it or the frivolous things that people, you know, potentially might spend their money on. Mm. Um, some people are different from that, you know, um, but providing and creating something that you've got, a, a, for me personally, a heart and soul into mm. creates a much better sort of feel yeah. and a life, a lifestyle to what you're doing, which is yeah. a massive driver to why I, you know, went back into, making sure i was i was cutting on the floor and yeah that creative side of it because potentially you can earn more money elsewhere and doing other things in different aspects of business but ultimately you got to make yourself happy and enjoy what you do yeah no that, that's it and i think that's really really great advice and i think you know like people will take a lot from that and you know by thinking about you know what they're doing and what makes them happy i think that's kind of like where it lies you know that's kind of like I think where the focus is kind of going, you know, a lot of people, um, especially like during lockdown, a lot of people, you know, probably think about what they're doing and then, you know, for I'm not happy doing this. I'm going to do something. You know I think, 
as as terrible as as certain aspects of the pandemic and the lockdown have been for mm. people's mental health and business and mm. families and structure and everything else i think if which i think you've got to try and do is take positives which is difficult at times to try and yeah. take positives out of most situations i'm not always very good at it mm. um, but if anything lockdown's taught me personally that what what's important what's really mm. really important and how to structure effectively your working life around what's important what makes you happy and i've made structural changes to the business too in order to 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 do those things mm. um, hours changing stuff like that um but i do think that extended period of time which is long enough to for people to change change their habitual behaviors you know it was a long mm. time still going mm. on that's something that's massively important. And I did, I felt like I, I got a lot out of that, taking a step back, looking at what ultimately is, is the reasons why we do many, many things and mm. spending time with people, spending time with, with family and, and, you know, because friends weren't a part of that. They were, mm. they were removed from that. And so I think a lot of people felt that void and you realized potentially what relationships were super important to you. Mm. Uh, and I think that, if anything, gives you that ability to take that that step back, because it was an enforced step back from life. Yeah. Value stuff, and I don't think that's a bad thing to do. And I think, if anything, if a life lessons to be learned for me from 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 lockdown, it was it was that there's no harm in taking a step back and kind of almost reevaluating certain aspects of things. Um, yeah because I don't believe in day-to-day -day life, you can get caught up and run away with what's going on the right now. Mm. If it's this close to you the whole time, potentially you've got to sort of stop and think, mm, what's, what's the direction? What's the reasoning? And that was a positive for me. Yeah. The business, that's why I brought the coffee side into it. I took the opportunity to, to bring the coffee, the, the coffee shop into the, to the building. Um, mm add into another aspect of it but that potentially as a much of a dream that that was since i started the company had lockdown not have come about i'm not sure that that would have happened so you know lots yeah. of to be thankful for it unfortunately it's not a, a situation i think anyone would want no no but you gotta make the best of it yeah no i agree it's definitely a silver lining to it isn't it and mm. you know you kind of like improvised and done that you know through the coffee and many other aspects and um I, you know, I, I'll always, you know, be a, be a customer of yours and, you know, come get my haircut. And um, it's, you know, it's great talking to you about, you know, these things and, you know, kind of how you kind of got into it. I really appreciate it. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's really been great talking to you about, about it. Thank you ever so much for having me. Really appreciate no. it. No, 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 you're welcome, Tom. Um, I'll, I'll put in, like, your social media side in, in all the links. But, yeah. like, people, where can people find you? It's, like, click, click. Click, click customs um the website's clickcustoms.com um on instagram there's three separate profiles i've got my own personal barber one um but yeah if you just search click on on, on the various socials they'll they'll jump on it and find it yeah not awesome no it's great but no you're welcome but um i thank you for coming on and um i'll see you i'll see you in the chair in probably a couple of weeks or whenever it gets a bit <laughs> i'll see you soon yeah Thanks, Take it easy, Tom. No, you're welcome, man. Take it easy, man.
Hi there, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope that my podcast has a positive impact and provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I'm offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, goal setting, your relationship coaching, and you know, many other areas of life. So if you're interested in having a free consultation, please get in touch at the positivity podcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on LinkedIn with the name Adam Parr or my Instagram at positivity94. So if you're interested in having a consultation and you know you're at a place in your life where you know you're wanting to reach out for help um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to to help you Um, have a great day and um, all the best take care and I remember just feeling really overwhelmed and like I said, like anxious, sweating, you know, going off the tables, not knowing what to say, how to say stuff. But like you said, when you go in all these different situations, you just gain so much resilience and grow. You know, even even if it is hard and difficult, I I would rather like go, me now, I would rather go into situations, fail or find difficult situations and come out, you know what I mean, go through that rather than not, go into those situations at all. Absolutely. And you totally win. You said resilience. Like that's one of my favorite words is resilience, resilience and perseverance. And you're right. Like pretty much everything we've talked about, it's all about that resilience. It's physical resilience. It's emotional, it's mental resilience, but it takes so much work to get there. Mm. And you're constantly having to work on it. Like Mm. you can feel like you are, you know, you're at the top of your game. You know who you are and life is good or whatever else. I guarantee you. Life is, life is about to knock you on your butt and show you you mm. know nothing and mm. you're going to start over. Mm. And that's, again, that's that growth. And it's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. But it's grow or die, grow or die. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, exactly. Because um, like with, with that, like um, that Jerry Diaz guy that I like, he's on Jerry, Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it's very therapeutic in some way because he says, you're always constantly learning and improving and self-reflecting because like you could be good at a hold or a certain wrestling move. And then he said, one got one time you might do it and someone else is better than you. So he said, you know, you might have been doing it for eight years, but you're still thinking about, you know, where you went wrong and where you need to improve and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's that constant activity of constant improvement mm. and it's mm. tiring. 
Have you ever noticed that the older you get, the more tired you get? I don't think it's because we're older. I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because we've worked so long. And I don't mean at your job, like every day. <laughs> it's like constant, like climbing stairs all the time. Yeah, it's. I think things can definitely be a grind, isn't it? And um, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, kind of how how kind of what's the word how kind of like resilient and how how can like how kind of resilient and strong people are you know how we how we grow you know and we can adapt situations it's pretty it's pretty pretty amazing i find it is it is one of the things i studied in my bachelor's degree was a lot of nature versus nurture and are you familiar with mm. the the concept nature versus nurture i've heard of it i've definitely heard of okay it. um <clears throat> so a lot of it is the study of we're born with certain traits right who we are but our parents or whoever raises us instills a lot of that too right and there's there's this balance that no one can seem to find of how much of who we are is nature unchangeable essentially versus nurture what did we learn um and it's it's interesting to to really put those two things together and and to look at people in different situations so ben carson uh, who's who's a politician around here um he grew up in horrific circumstances, absolutely horrific circumstances. And his mother was pretty hardcore on, on, he, on he and his brother. And um, I think it was his brother, yeah. And he ended up turning into this, this, this renowned neurosurgeon, um, mm. a pediatric neurosurgeon at that. And he has done just, just phenomenal things in life. And now he's working as a leader um, in our um, Department of Housing and things like that. Mm. But if you look at so many people who are in his situation, they didn't turn out that way, mm. right? They ended up turning to gangs, drugs, they died young, um, live on welfare, whatever the case may be. And so you stop and you go, how much of it was just him versus how much of it was his mom mm. forcing him to do these things? If we had an answer to that, man, we could solve so many of the world's problems. Yeah. We should work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you and I, we're yeah. gonna solve this. Yeah, <laughs> day one. Yeah, goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, there's an uncomfortable goal right there. We're gonna solve yeah. the world's problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it is it is interesting. Like you said, when you see certain people and what they achieve and. That's why I, I'm interested in people, you know, because like you see certain people who've done certain things and then. You kind of think to yourself, like, how did they get to that place? You know, why? You know, what made them do 